This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. The number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that is freetalklive.com. And joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. And Dale. And Mark is nowhere to be found. That's because you're not going to find Mark on Monday nights anymore. Yeah, I guess this is the first night. Exactly. He actually gets a night off uh, this week. He's getting a a different night off because we used to both have Sunday nights off. And now we're doing the Sunday only or Sunday Internet only show, which hopefully will not be Internet only for too long. Uh, But he's taken that show over. uh, So we're working on getting it syndicated out to uh, to radio stations. And so you can hear Mark hosting the show in the main role on Sunday nights and he'll be back uh, in his co-host seat uh, tomorrow night. But Dale, you join us on Monday nights. And so uh, you're now uh, sitting where he normally sits. And of course, it's always great having you here on free talk live love to be here now uh you host your own show prometheus unchanged folk uh, prometheus unchained folks can go to flamingfreedom.com uh to hear you to hear more of you dale and, and some of your co-hosts uh and cohorts but you actually did your show live uh from the porcupine freedom festival this past weekend yeah that was that was awesome we got to interview a lot of people at pork fest uh, packed from front to be- front to end with uh people talking about their experiences at pork fest and the bigger gay dance party and things like it that. It was. I, I I can't compare it to the first dance party because I wasn't at the first one due to unfortunately sleeping through it. But uh, this one was incredible. The Buzz's bigger gay dance party was just. It may have been the most fun that I had at uh, at Porkfest. Yeah, I think I think it was for me. Yeah, I actually made and it some definitely money was too. way bigger than last year. It really exploded this year. I made at least fifty dollars in tips. While That's I was there. pretty amazing. Yeah. That's really good tips. So I mean, especially for an amateur performer uh, on yeah, a stripper pole. So. Never really. Uh, well, it wasn't all oh, you, on the stripper pole. It was, that's I was right. dancing up on the boxes, but I've never really dan- done much dancing before. I, I actually think, so. did the stripper pole. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. And now my political career is shot. If those videos get out, which they will, so, oh well. Anyway, it was a blast. I'm sure the videos are already being uploaded to uh, to YouTube since people are, are home now. Uh, lots of people headed home yesterday uh, from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's it's a week-long event. For those of you that don't know, uh, you can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. The new dates, by the way, have been announced, and I went ahead and posted them over at freekeen.com today. So for those of you that missed out, get your calendars marked, and more importantly, get your campsite reserved or your hotel room reserved now. I already did. June 18th through the 24th of 2012. That is uh, purportedly the uh, the week that uh, the next Pork Fest will be. Th- this uh, thing is exploding. It's it's like exponential yeah. growth every year, and the smart people reserve their room on Sunday before they leave the campground. Exactly. Or their campsite or RV site or whatever. Yeah, unfortunately, on Sunday, I don't think the word had gotten really out to a lot of people about that. Cause I didn't know when the dates were, but I went to them and I said, I want Monday to, to Sunday of next of next Pork Fest, and they were able to reserve it. I see. So Rogers already knew what the, the dates I were. I think then. they must have, or else they were just willing to put people down for Pork Fest and then adjust it later. 
So anyway, the dates have been announced. It's all up there at freekeen.com. You can see that. But there's also other news uh, that uh, that has come out of the activism world. It was a good day for people that were at Porkfest yesterday to kind of uh, go and tour around the rest of uh, the state. People left Porkfest. Some people went back to Manchester. Some people headed back to the seacoast. And some went uh, came here to our very own Keene, uh, New Hampshire, for our social uh, event that we have on Sundays here. And I think we had a pretty good turnout uh, yesterday for that. But uh, this morning, people had the opportunity to go and see a trial. So everybody that was still in New Hampshire, some people had to leave right away. You know, they, their planes were leaving Sunday night and they had to go to the, the airport, etc. But some folks are staying a few extra days here in New Hampshire just to, as an excuse to check out the rest of the state because they spent a week up in Lancaster. But a lot of the action and the activism is happening in the southern uh, tier of the state on a, a regular basis. So a number of people came out this morning, and I think you were one of them, uh, Dale. Yeah came out this morning a lot of people actually we had quite a pack there was a while where everyone except one person in the courtroom and it was quite a few were all um people visiting you know either free keen folks or people visiting from Porkfest. Yeah, exactly. And so it gave them a great opportunity to kind of get a taste of some of the activism that, that actually happens here. Uh, frequently, we find ourselves in court, and I wish it were less frequently, but then again, it's one of those things that uh, I'm willing to do because I want to support people that get in trouble with uh, with the system and its stupid laws. I want to be there to support them in whatever way I can. Typically, the way I do it is by going and recording because uh, I've just been doing it so long. I've been there for so long it's it's not a problem for me to get in with a video camera uh to record whoever it is that's in there so i had my camera set up and was recording as two different uh free staters were on trial today one of them for driving without a license the other was for a trespass isn't it interesting how they collectivize us that way it seems like they always put our trials together if they they realize that they're free staters and they put their trials together in this case, they waited until all the other uh, hearings were done for the day as well, which is yeah. also a weird thing because sometimes they don't always do that consistently. Sometimes they'll actually, like if it's an arraignment or something like that, they'll put the free stater or the liberty activist, they'll put them first up in front of a whole room of people. And then sometimes like – Maybe they're trial, hoping to clear out the free staters early. <laughs> but I don't, I don't understand why that would be. It would seem like they would want to punish us by making us wait. I'm glad well, when it, they it, do that. I think it might be if they figure it, it – if they're expecting it to be fairly straightforward, if it's just an arraignment or something mm-hmm. like that. I think they might just like to clear out all the free staters early. I see what you're saying. So, but in the trials case today, because uh, arraignments are really quick usually, but a yeah. trial is is lengthier, and so they did have a. There was a lot of us there, and uh, Rich Angel was on trials. I said for uh, for driving without a license, he was found guilty uh, on that. And uh, he said he was going to appeal, so that keeps him out of jail. It was like a hundred and three dollar fine, which in New Hampshire will will get you about two days in jail because it's fifty bucks a day. And he wasn't. He let the uh, the man in the robe know that he wasn't going to pay this fine, and that he, as a human being, uh, has a God given right to travel. And he feels like he doesn't have to ask any bureaucrat's permission to travel safely. He provided evidence that he has never, you know, been convicted or charged or anything like that with any kind of serious motor vehicle violation he hasn't put anybody in danger through his driving so he showed that uh that you know that he's a safe driver and none of that matters to uh, to the people calling themselves the state they believe that uh, you are obligated to follow their uh, yeah their rules. i expected them to act like status of course and and to come to that conclusion but i uh i was actually surprised that he was you know that he didn't just tell him like what he told me when I said I'm not going to pay the fine, which was, in my case it was um, 
not getting an inspection in time. Mm-hmm. And when I said I wasn't going to pay the fine, he said, well, they'll just uh, eventually revoke your license then. He didn't really? say I was going to go to jail or anything like that. I was willing to go to jail if necessary. Well, they can't the revoke fine. Rich's license. He doesn't have one. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's why they didn't threaten to revoke it. <laughs> and uh, one of these days, I'll be thinking about stuff before I say it. <laughs> well, you know, with the, the whole driving without a license thing, it's not a problem likely the first time you get hit with it. But if you keep getting uh, driving while suspended or li- driving with no license, there's a chance you may get a repeat offender status which could really bring you some serious charges. And that's one of the big concerns I have about uh, about doing consistent civil disobedience is that eventually, if they call you a repeat offender, that gives them reason to stick you in jail for a long time, even on a lightweight misdemeanor charge, which is why numbers of, of people are so important. Like down in Orlando, we talked with John Kurtz and some of the Orlando crew this weekend. They'd come up, uh, rented an RV and came up to uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival and got a chance to uh, to meet up with some of them and talk about their experiences where they've been arresting people in the park in Orlando for feeding hungry folks. You've heard about this, right? Oh, yeah. They've arrested over 25 people now. It's one of my favorite forms of civil disobedience when you have a case like that where this where it's so obvious the state is hurting people by and uh it, it, with this ridiculous law it's such an obviously horrible law and 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 openly violating and openly breaking the law is such a great ca- uh great choice oh, for yeah. civil disobedience and they've been doing a great job because they've been able to continue exciting new people into coming out and getting arrested. The same folks haven't had to come back out and get rearrested. It's been new people getting arrested every time until just recently when somebody did get busted for trespass. So one of the people that was arrested originally for feeding the hungry was then told, you can't come back here. He did come back and was arrested for trespass. But the point being that if they keep coming back and getting arrested, they'll get a repeat offender status. So it's why it's critical to have new blood into the movement to come in. That way somebody can get arrested once and not have to get arrested after that if somebody else comes in afterwards to follow up and get arrested for the same thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. 800-259-9231. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. This program brought to you by SACL CAI. You need some help with uh, collections? Because it sucks doing that alone. Uh, give it to them, and they'll take care of it for you, and they'll do it with respect. Go to SACLCAI.com. You can also find their banner right at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free number for you as we kick off another uh, week of fun here post-Porkfest. Managed to uh, get some good sleep last night, man. I was I was pretty beat when I got home. I mean, it's it was I, a long yeah. I, I really expected it to be much worse, actually, for really? me. I, I I was surprisingly holding up pretty well Sunday when I got back, even after that really long drive back. It must be that new diet of yours. It, it, I think it. I, I think it must be. I mean, I got like. Uh, 
of course i i i attribute every good thing to my new diet but uh i think i slept on average six hours a night at pork fest or maybe less yeah and uh i was fine most of the time Let's continue here. 800-259-9231. Recapping for you what went down today, this morning, uh, at uh, Keene District Court. I was hoping, yeah, get back from Pork Fest, take the morning on Monday to catch up. Nope, I didn't have time to catch up on anything. It was all act- it was almost all activism all day uh, today, where the activists turned out this morning to support two of, of their brethren who were uh, facing trial, one for a uh, trespass charge when he went to a jail to bail out a friend, Rich Paul, uh, the man that kind of made a name for himself with the 420 celebrations here in Keene, had gone to the Cheshire County Jail. He believed he had permission to go there, uh, was then arrested. And, he, and, and the reason why he thought he had permission to go there was because someone at the jail on the phone told him he could come. Right, the, to come uh, <laughs> bail him out, actually. Yeah. Uh, or He was coming to bail his uh, his friend out. Uh, from the jail and they arrested him because he had a no trespass order as you and i also do dale because we were all arrested together a year ago at that jail for so-called trespassing and that was a whole fiasco on its own a bunch of nonsense the idea you're not allowed to trespass you're not allowed to uh, to gather to assemble uh as the so-called first amendment uh, allows you to uh, do so on these public properties is just it's an insult and and anyway they arrested a dozen of us for it and, and rich was one of them so they busted him for trespass and that's why he was in court today actually that trial didn't complete because the man in the robe had to recuse himself at one point the prosecutor called a witness that i guess he'd had a business dealing with back when he wasn't wasn't a judge but was instead a defense attorney yeah uh so he had a, i guess had a case with her back in the early 1990s and he admitted this in court and i'm so really she- surprised too because burke seems incredibly reluctant to recuse himself even when it seems like it ought to happen so he did I'm, it I'm, I'm, I'm refreshed case. that, that and it he did happen. He seemed shaken, too, when he yeah. was doing it, which was weird. Uh, but it's like he knows something and we don't, we don't know. I don't know. But yeah, he did recruit himself. So, so that, that ca- uh, case uh, ended as a mistrial. It'll be rescheduled for later. Uh, the other guy, Rich Angel, was found guilty of driving without a license, uh, sentenced to a $103 fine, said he was going to appeal it to the, superior, uh, the Supreme it, Court. It really disturbs me that they are still pushing through with that case, too, because right after the very first witness, you know, Van Wickler, the superintendent of the jail, right after the very first witness, it starts to sound just absolutely ridiculous. That, that you know, when you, when you understand the situation that, that, Someone at the jail actually told Rich he, he was he could come and bail this guy out, and then for them to arrest him as soon as he arrives, you know. And Van Wickler saying, you know, I have to be the one to authorize it, and uh, it can't be, you know, the, my people don't have the authority to do that. And he's saying, well, don't they, <laughs> don't they, um, don't you uh, count on your people to know what they're supposed to be able to do or not? And uh, you know, aren't isn't the public supposed to be able to count on them to know what they're supposed to be able to do or not? It was ridiculous. Yeah, this is a case that that it shouldn't have. Of course, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. But uh, it's certainly after this much work and and resources exerted on it, it any sensible, uh, I think a, a sensible prosecutor would have dropped a, a ridiculous case like this by now. It's just not worth this much ridiculous something uh, resources. E- something even more ridiculous was what happened to uh, LibertyOnTour.com's Bo, the third guy. There's a demo, Pete and Bo, three guys uh, traveling around in an RV, uh, spreading the word about freedom, meeting up with liberty activists uh, around the country. They recently just just wrapped up. The end of Porkfest wrapped up their Free State Friendship Tour where they were touring all around New Hampshire. And Bo had come out this morning to show support for uh, you know, the folks that were in court. He was sitting in there for a good 20 minutes uh, with his hat on 
before the men uh, in the, the coats, uh, suit coats, the security agents, began to uh, harangue him over the hat. Unfortunately, I had stepped out because I had to go to the bathroom uh, while this happened. So were you there for the entirety of it? Did you uh, see I, it? I did. I kind of missed the initial part of it. And then I saw that someone was recording it. Someone was filming it up close. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really surprised they didn't get hassled for that. Because, um, you know, they seem to get upset if anyone films anything in the courtroom without permission or if you r- try to turn the camera toward the audience or, uh, you know, anything like that. So well, I was really surprised that he got away with it. <laughs> right. That's that's an interesting point because I have been, as I said, I've, I've filmed plenty of things in this particular courtroom. And normally when you are the designated uh, person, because normally they only allow, they say they'll only allow one person to video record. But in this case, Jason Talley from the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund was recording in addition to me. And then when this event went down, multiple cameras uh, came out. Yeah, I know of at least a case. third. And I think you're probably right that more. But I know at least a third camera came out and was recording it up close. But what I've, what I've, what we've seen happen is when stuff goes down in court, they don't seem to even attempt to control the cameras at that point. In fact, afterwards, uh, in this aftermath, after they arrested him for wearing a hat in court, he's in jail right now, by the way. There's a five-day sentence for contempt of court, which I'm surprised it was only five days. And who knows, maybe there will be more sh- shenanigans later as the five days comes up. Well, and and, and it appears that he may not be giving his name, even which though they know Which may keep him it. in longer. I guess they're able to get it uh and and there was the threat that you know he will stay in there until he does indefinitely yeah and then so at one point I, i'm not sure it was on the indefinitely it's on the, it's all on the video but at one point when he was uh, brought in front of the man in the robe after being arrested to have his little hearing his contempt of court right of allocution as it's called at one point the whole crowd laughs at something that uh, that bursts just something absurdly tyrannical that that burke says uh, the whole crowd laughs, and Burke orders, or or it seemed like the whole crowd, but a, lo- a large amount of the crowd laughed. So Burke orders the entire room cleared. So because some people in the audience yeah. laughed, I didn't. By the way, I I you know I know that yeah. that the reaction that gets out of Burke, and I did not laugh. I mean, I I have to put my hand over my face sometimes to contain it because such comical <laughs> things happen in there. But uh, but I didn't. I didn't laugh. I kept my composure. Yeah. And uh, but you know, we were all kicked out. Yeah, and it was no longer a public hearing at that point, I, well, as far as I can tell. This is the we- it's the weirdest thing. I mean, the whole obviously the whole arresting somebody for a hat thing totally outrageous, completely unnecessary. And yet there he, are people out there that will say the guy that won't take his hat off is being outrageous. You know, right? Well, so. it's an insult to the dignity and the decorum of this court or uh, some other nonsense. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, and so he asked, well, why is it disrespectful not to take your hat off? And the, and and or he said, what's disrespectful about it? And the answer was. Uh, because it's disrespectful not to take your hat off. That's the <laughs> so. way things are. Essentially, that was his point, was, well, yeah. when you go into a theater, you take your hat off. When you go into a restaurant, you take your hat off. When you go into a court, you take your hat off. I mean, that yeah. was the reasoning for it, basically. Yeah, it, well, well, it, you know, the translation is that it's he's not showing the proper reverence to the court. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel reverence for the court, then then just arbitrarily showing it is a lie. That's what they want you to do. They want you to lie so they can have their little image. So they they can maintain their big lies. Yeah, exactly. Their their aura of legitimacy, if you will. So a little bit more coming up about how they kicked people out of court because they weren't completely successful at it. It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... 
TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there free. Listening options are included. We've got live streams. Broadband version of the show, dial-up version, they're both there for you at listen.freetalklive.com. And around the clock, the latest episode of Free Talk Live is playing for you there. So it doesn't matter what time you tune in, you'll always hear the latest show. In addition to that, you'll learn about the great radio stations, over a 100 of them that carry the show throughout the week, uh, plus our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU Band channel, as well as our webcam, which is back in operation. For the last week, we were at Porkfest. There was no way in hell we would be able to stream anything out of there. So uh, the webcam was out of commission for a week, but it's back. You can see that. And learn about the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in that way. Go and get the details on all that and get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime, it's here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Get together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people all in the same place. It's not about pork fest. The Free State Project goes all year long. People, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is just something they do once a year to bring folks together and have a good time. Uh, In fact, I hear they're also bringing back their second uh, yearly event, which is the Liberty Forum. More on that when we learn it. But uh, you can come up here anytime you want. As long as you announce in advance that you're coming here, people will come out to meet you. Uh, the people that have moved here, like you and I, Dale, I mean, we've, yeah. lived, we've lived here now a few years, uh, several years in my so case. It's a pretty common occurrence to get a, a text message alert and find out someone's going to be at some restaurant at a certain time and a bunch of people just show up spontaneously. Yeah, absolutely. And with very little notice. So, <laughs> Ideally, if they, if they, like you said, if they let us know ahead of time, A little helps. more planning helps. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if you let folks know maybe a week in advance or something like that or, or whatever. And you can always go to like freekeen.com. You can see some of the, the things on the calendar so you can get some idea of what's going on up here. But anytime you want to come up to New Hampshire, come on up. And wherever you're going, whether it's Keene or Manchester or wherever it is you're interested in looking at, uh, there are people in all of those areas. And most of them are very, very friendly folks and willing to come out and see you. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more about this movement of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all converging to the same place. Because to me, that is the critical element, the element of concentration, of bringing multiple people together. This morning, what would have happened had uh, somebody gone to trial and one person had come with them? Because we were out this morning, Dale, and there were maybe 20 people in the audience that uh, that were all liberty activists, many of whom actually lived here in the area, but others were still here visiting from the Porcupine Freedom Festival just because they're still here from last week. Including and, an Australian. Yeah, and how different would that uh, would that situation had been if there were only one guy, like if Bo, the guy with the hat, was the only guy sitting in the audience. Yeah, and uh, later case. when they were uh, trying to clear the waiting area... There were a lot of people there, and cops showed up, just like a couple of cops. And uh, what do you, how much do you think it affected their re- response 
which was actually pretty mild. I mm-hmm. have to say kudos for that. They're they're softening their response a little bit, or at least they did this time. Um, if there hadn't been so many people there, I mean, you know, that's a lot of people to try to arrest, right? That's right. Numbers make a difference, and these guys are bureaucrats. They're lazy, man. They don't want to fill out all that paperwork. They'd much rather just go on, get back in their patrol car, go park on the side of the road and fall asleep. Or, or, you or know, hand some out some cases, tickets. Yeah, or in some cases, actually, <laughs> maybe, they quota. Wanna, maybe some of them actually want to go and actually find a real criminal. I mean, there's that possibility as well. But I remember it was a few years ago, Dale, that in that very same lobby that you're talking about, where we were gathered today after the public was kicked out of the so-called public trial, uh, where it was a few years ago where they ordered everybody out and then trapped people in there and charged them all with trespassing. Do you remember that? Yeah, they said, you know... You're going to be arrested if you don't leave um, and showed up and caught a lot of people off guard and, and in fact, did arrest about they five, I think like it was five, five to seven people, yeah. I think, in that particular case. So that changed, right? They didn't do that today. They had multiple cops come up to try to intimidate us to, to make us leave, but they ended up actually conceding that, oh, this is a public area and you are allowed to be here as long as you don't impede the traffic of anyone trying yeah, to Yeah, they made the some offices. reasonable requests. They said, don't impede any traffic or any court business. Don't make, don't make too much noise. You know, court's happening next door. So, and I think people found those requests to be reasonable and stuck around. <laughs> but before that happened, before the people were out in the lobby, let's rewind a little bit back here. Because what happened in court was really outrageous. The man in the robe orders everybody out because some folks laughed at one point, And so he orders everybody out of the courtroom. Well, actually, he didn't order. He asked them. Right. And I don't remember the exact phrase. It's all on video, and I've got the video. Uh, we'll put it up later over at freekeen.com. But essentially he said, everyone is, I'm asking everyone to leave. Or something like that. He used the term ask. And so, of course, most people obediently got up and left because, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't ready to get arrested for disobeying the man in the robe. I'm not ready to get arrested either, but right. I'll still push things as far as I can possibly push them. And the reason I'm not ready to get arrested is because I was arrested four times last year and I'm out on bail three times and I'm facing trials here in another couple months. for, for Yeah, yeah and Mark, when you delayed, Mark was already telling me, he's like, oh, let's make plans for tonight's show yeah. when he gets in jail. <laughs> but I had told them that I was going to be there to record this uh, this trial. I'd put in a notice to let them know I'm here to record these trials today. And so I, I, my position was, look, I'm not leaving. I, it's my job to record these trials. I'm I paused when you said trial. that he said ask. He yeah. asked us to leave. I paused and sat back down. The guy came up and put extra pressure on me. Right. The and bailiffs. I told him, I said, but he said ask us to leave and i also said i didn't make any noise i didn't laugh but he didn't right so the court security uh started really kind of getting pushy about it like they were they were certain it was an order even though he did say ask they were certain it was an order and they were demanding that everybody leave and so i started to kind of pack my stuff up and you know kind of make like i was getting ready to leave but at the same time i wasn't really moving you you left ridley style uh, well, I, haven't, very, very I didn't slowly. even really get get started on leaving, and at that point, the clerk of court comes back into the room, and I call him out because he's in charge of the whole operation. He and the man in the robe are in charge of the whole operation. I called out to him, and I said, I need to hear from you know the man in the robe on this. If he, if he orders me to leave, then I will, but I'm not going to leave because these guys are telling me to do so. And he said, I'll, I'll find out. He goes off, and he checks, and while he's checking, he, the, the other guys ignored me, basically, at that point. And then when he come, came back in, he said, yeah, you, you can stay. The cameras okay. can stay. So he actually allowed both me and Jason Talley, the second camera, which 
supposedly only one camera is supposed to be allowed in uh, in court. He allowed us both to to stay to record the remainder of the so-called uh, hearing that uh, Bo was given, the guy for wearing a hat. So we did end up successfully recording all of that uh, that hearing. Now, he's sitting in jail for five days. The video of his arrest is up right now at freekeen.com. It's called The War on Hats Continues. Uh, great post from uh, Liberty on Tours, Ademo. It's up there now. And like I said, I've got the full video from the trials and stuff today. But, man, I'm so behind. I, I'm hoping to, I have time to just crank out uh, some trial videos for, for later because I, I still haven't even put up Mark's trial from, like, three weeks ago. Um, anyway, so there was it was a busy morning here oh, in, yeah. uh, in uh, little old Keene, New Hampshire. Oh, and then and Julian Heiklin shows up into town. And, and there's yet more after that when we <laughs> when we get to it. Yeah, well, well, so let's get to you and your thoughts here. Matt is uh, is actually on the line listening in New York. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Hi, hi guys. Um, I'm actually calling about uh, gay marriage in the military. Uh, it's something that uh, I've been meaning to talk to Dale about. Gay marriage um, in the military? Yes. Yeah, so, um, okay. as you guys probably know, um, they've had um, they've got the repeal of "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" uh, that they've had coming along the pike. It hasn't actually become official yet, but we had a training on it, and they were we were told that um, because of the Defense of Marriage Act, it's a federal law um, preventing federal benefits for uh, same-sex couples. They actually told us that um, you would get no benefits. And one of the most striking things I heard was that if you were a gay couple with a child and wanted to live in base housing, your child would be allowed to live with you as long as it was legally adopted, but your partner wouldn't be allowed to live with you with that child. And I'm just wondering what you guys, uh, if you guys have any thoughts on that. So you're, this is your current experience in the military right now, and this is what they're telling you in, on your base. No, that's the, that's the official policy. Okay. And you're in the military. This is what you're hearing from them. Yes. Okay. I see. We'll, we'll bring it back here in a moment. We'll continue with this issue at 800-259-9231. Gays in the military, your thoughts certainly welcome. Uh, bring up whatever you want. Why anyone would want to be in the military is, uh, is my question. But uh, 800-259-9231. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk live, dial in toll free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there totally free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is we'll take in that 3 bucks a month and we will reinvest it into the show 
getting on more radio stations, bringing more people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, as well as podcast details and sign-up information, all available over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our secure site over at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with you and your thoughts, Matt is with us listening in New York. Now, Matt, you said you're in the military, and I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but you're in the military, and they're issuing details to you as a troop uh, about this, uh, I guess, don't ask, don't tell, or the modification to don't ask, don't tell. Can you go ahead and recap again what you'd heard? Yeah, uh, well, obviously, like Dale said, the, the easiest answer would be to get out, but I mean, for some people, that's not really really an option. They have a length of service obligations to meet, but what they were telling us was that... Um, while they would be repealing the official don't ask, don't tell policy and that you would be able to serve openly in the military, um, that the, um, they're basically using the Defense of Marriage Act as a crutch to deny rights to people that uh, would be allowed to opposite-sex couples. So, for example, um, you wouldn't get the health care benefits, you wouldn't get the pay benefits, and, and other items like that. Well, Meaning- and those things, marriage right now, because of the, because of the uh, what's the, what's it called again? The Defense of Marriage Act. Because of the Defense of Marriage Act, marriage is still not recognized at the federal level for same-sex couples. And so marriage is a state-recognized thing. for gay Some gay marriages are recognized depending on what state you're in. And that means that I'm not surprised, really, that the federal organization, the military, is not recognizing or respecting them. I'm not saying it's it's horrible. I mean, this is why I push for um, until... Until we get this, this, the government out of marriage, which is a huge ordeal and, and probably quite some time off, I am all for uh, – that's why I, I believe it absolutely. The discrimination needs to stop towards gay people, and that includes at the federal level and most importantly at the federal level. But uh, in the meantime, I'm not surprised they do that. So let me see if I've got this straight, Matt. So what you're saying is that if somebody is in the military and they're gay and it's found out that they're gay, they won't be kicked out, but – there, uh, there's no benefits to their partner. Is essentially what well, you're saying. It, it, what they told us was that it's not official yet. They're still trying to determine if they can do this. And obviously, the, the wheels move very slowly mm-hmm. in the military. Um, but they were saying that um, if you did have a, if you had a legally recognized marriage in whatever state allows it, um, they would not recognize that from their perspective um, because they, they're not allowed to under the law. And I just thought it was very interesting because you have. I don't know if Dale saw this when he was in the military, but you have these situations where you have kids that get married at 18, 19 years old purely for the money. Like that's the only reason why they do it, and yet they're going to deny oh, yeah. those same rights. To I remember that. Who, who, I remember that when I was in the Navy, kids. people considering getting married because there were more benefits, and quite significantly mm-hmm. more benefits in the, in the Navy. Thanks for sharing that tonight, Matt. Anything else you want to uh, share with us? Appreciate the call. Thanks for the update. Good luck getting out of there live. Uh, 800-259-9231. Actually, on Saturday night at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Adam Kokesh from Adam vs. the Man, uh, the television show on RT, he had been there and he was filming his show earlier in the week and uh, he called out for veterans to get together because there are a number of uh, military veterans in this movement. Dale, you're one of them. You were in the Navy for uh, for a while and uh, there's uh, JJ is also one of our co-hosts. He's on Thursday nights. He's also uh, with former military. And so there's a lot of people that are in that role. I mean, they went into the military and they figured out just how awful government was because they were on the inside track. And so he called a, a meeting basically of all former 
military, of all people that might currently be in the military, of even those who are considering joining the military uh, and any other interested parties to get together after Free Talk Live was over on Saturday night and have a meeting in this in that room there. And I actually came into that a little ways while it had uh, after it had got, gotten started and sat in and kind of listened in to what was going on. And the conversation, I think, was intended to be about activism, but it ended up kind of becoming a counter-recruiting session because there were two people that were there in the, the circle of, of folks that had gathered. Uh, two young men were there who were considering joining the military. And so it was basically... It's a little mind-blowing that they would be at Porkfest <laughs> and be considering joining the military. But, you know, and not when times are tough... Right. Well, times are tough. And, and besides that, not everybody at Porkfest is the, you know, the most ultra-principled uh, voluntarist. I mean, that's just... Right. That's the case. True. So... And, and some of the people at Porkfester are even somewhat new to the ideas of uh, of liberty, and that's okay. You know, it's not a closed event. And anyway, these guys were there, and they were uh, openly talking about their reasons as to why they wanted to join the military. And of course, everyone in the room was vehemently against the idea. All these all these vets were in there telling their story and relating their experience and, and giving them their answers as to why it is they shouldn't join the military. It was really interesting from that perspective, hearing all these different guys from the military talk about why it's just awful and how you know they tell you one thing and they do another. They'll promise you money for college and then they'll come up with a reason to not give it to you. Uh, just all kinds of stuff. So. Uh, was posted here today that one of the gents who was considering joining the military has uh, made a, a Facebook post about his decision to not join the military as a result of attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So I thought I'd That's share that That's a big post. win in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I'd share that post here. It's from a guy named uh, Scotch. And he says, basically, Porkfest was like a religious experience minus the religion. But first off, let me tell you about the most immediate change I'll be making in my life. No more joining the military. Yeah, I know, I was all gung-ho about it, but let me just be honest. I was lying to myself to pump myself up over a BS job because I thought I had no other options. I thought it was either torture myself in the military or torture myself in the ivory tower prison we call academia. I was miserable, and I thought it was a catch-22. But Porkfest was life-changing in the fact that it showed me there are other options. Originally, I wanted to work within the system and try to change the system for the better. He actually brought this objection up during uh, during the the military meeting, thinking that he could change the military from the inside. <laughs> yeah, as, an, as a little enlisted peon. Yeah. But while I was there, I had a – well, I mean, even if he was an officer. Right, still, even as a – he's still a peon. <laughs> uh, but while I was there, he, he just said, joined. I had a conversation with Adam Kokesh and a bunch of veterans at the Veterans for Paul Ron, uh, Ron Paul Roundtable and talked to them about their military experiences and what they thought. The discontent was universal. They all told me not to join. Not a single one of them had a good thing to say about the military. It really made me reconsider that because – What, I mean, no one said it builds character? No, no. Oh. It really made me reconsider that because, I mean, you can go to all the – I'm sure if we open the phones, you know, phones are always open here. I'm sure it's not hard to find somebody out there. I love the military. It was a great experience. Boy, that boy should join up right away. It's brewing in their bellies right now. I guarantee it, Ian. (laughs) If if you want to call and uh, pump the military up, feel free. 800-259-9231. We know you're out there. So back to uh, Scotch here. He says it really made me reconsider that because, I mean, you can go to all the U.S. government propaganda websites. and You can talk to all the civilians you want. But to actually hear what a like-minded libertarian veteran has to say about serving, well, that really changes your perspective on things. 
And the other thing about Porkfest that really convinced me to not join the military is that it showed me there's another option out there. It shows me I don't have to work within the system. I don't have to whore myself out as a slave to the state in order to make a living. You can work outside the system, and although there are some risks with that, F it, man. Live free or die. I have a plan for what I want to do, though, instead of that, because, well, I would have to just sit around being a drunk bum all day, and I'm sure some of you who saw me at Porkfest probably think that is my career. You know, you know. let me stop you for just a moment. He said well, you can work outside the system, and that's wonderful, but it almost is like he went from one extreme radically to the other, which is like, now I'm not even going to, I want to work completely outside the system, which is great, but there's also a lot in between that's a whole lot better than the military. You know, you can get a job that maybe it's in the system, but you can quit it at any time. Right, that was one of the the hard And maybe your job isn't killing innocent people, you know, or contributing in some way toward killing innocent people. Right, or packing the the, the rounds into a box that somebody then loads up and kill innocent people with. Uh, and that that point was made very firmly at this particular meeting was that, uh, yeah, you could quit a crappy job, but this right. job you can't quit for eight years. So he says, and that's just a waste of the wonderful potential that I have. I really need to think about what I'm going to do with my future, but I need to move to New Hampshire sometime soon after graduating. There are a lot of people in that position. They're in college right now, and they're looking at New Hampshire as the uh, the go-to destination, which is a great time to go, to make a move, to pick up and go somewhere. After you're done with college, big change in your life. Yeah, it's really a perfect time for it, and it's, it's going to be a lot easier than if you ha- get married, have kids, and start setting roots and somewhere else. So anyway, he talks about some of the other things he wants to do, but I thought it was interesting that uh, you know, that one conversation with some liberty-oriented veterans changed that person's mind. Which brings me to the point about counter-recruitment, and I'd like to talk about that concept here in a moment. Hour number two is next, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You'll enjoy the features there for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their site, go on over freetalklive.com. You actually see the front page of the site there, all those items that are listed down it with numbers next to them. Those are those numbers are votes and those items were submitted by listeners like you. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com. Then other listeners can vote up or down whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website. So there's always something new up there, and uh, it's kind of an indicator of what it is that our listeners think is, is interesting on the Internet. I, I love that feature on the website, uh, although I do think of it as somewhat for the people who are too wussy to just call in and talk about something. Well, I mean, it's important. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a neat thing to have on a talk radio website because normally a talk radio website is, well, this is what we think is important. Like yes. essentially, that's what it's the talk a great. Radio it's a great gauge of your of your listeners. I mean, this really is you 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 
market this as a show that the callers control or that the audience controls and and you do so much to actually make it that way for people right now uh so you can actually go and see this and get interactive and it's all free over at freetalklive.com so please go and do that if you would like and if not well fine 800-259-9231 it's there for you if you want it now then of course we will take your phone calls about anything but last hour we had a gentleman call in who was in the military and it made me think about uh, and he was, you know, he's a liberty-oriented person in the military, and that's got to be a tough, tough place to be. Uh, and it made me think about a conversation that happened this past weekend at the Porcupine Freedom Festival up in uh, Lancaster, New Hampshire. We were broadcasting live from there, uh, where a bunch of military veterans who are liberty-minded people uh, got together, and they actually had a counter-recruiting session where all of these vets were essentially trying to talk these two young guys down, talk them down from the ledge. Don't do it. Don't make that commitment. Don't join the military. They asked the question. No, they were successful with one of them. At least one. I at don't know about one. the other. Okay. Right. We know the one was successful because he wrote a, a, a post uh, on Facebook about it, a lengthy okay. note on Facebook, uh, describing why he changed his mind uh, after having that experience at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I would hope the other guy came to the same conclusion because he thought that he was going to be able, the other guy thought he was going to be a, become a lawyer by going to the military or something like that. And, you know, the military will tell you one thing about what you'll be, and then they'll do something completely different once you've signed up. Any promises they make to you, you can't hold them to it. Anything that recruiter tells you, it doesn't matter. He's not going to be liable if it turns out to be that they BS'd you. Recruiters, I have story after story of recruiters flat out lying to people. Yep. Telling them things that are absolutely not true. Not just failing to keep promises, but just telling people things that simply aren't true. You know, they asked one question uh, during the this counter-recruitment session, and the question was, how many years uh, are you – what's the minimum amount of time you're signing up for in the military is essentially the question. And their answer was four years. Both of their answers were four years, and that's not the right answer. That's right. That's right. I knew about this too. It's in the code that – I believe it's eight that you're technically – they can obligate you toward, regardless of what your enlistment time is. So there's there's the time that you are sort of expected to serve, and that most people probably will serve. But say a war comes up, some mm-hmm. or some engagement comes up, they can keep you for eight. Exactly right. It's, I think uh, it's ready eight. reserves. Or there's there's a couple different names for it, but basically you're on call. I used to know the technical term for it, and I can't think of it at the top of my head. I know yes. indi- they mentioned it the other night. Individual ready reserve, I think, is one of them. But there was another. They term. can even let you out after four years, and six months later, oh, you have to come back for three and a half more years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when they made that point to him, they said, "Look, if if you can't answer that question, you're definitely not informed enough to join the military. Like if you don't even know how long you're going to be in for." I, I I guarantee you, recruiters are not going to bend over backwards to get that information to you. <laughs> yeah. So it was a real. I think it was a real eye opener for uh, for these two young gentlemen that were uh, considering it. Now one of them is considering making a move to Keene, uh, I guess, instead of joining the military. So hey, that's yeah, join our recruitment efforts instead of the military. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And speaking of that, I wanted to talk about counter recruitment a little bit further here because it's something that I've never really done much of. I've not been in the military, so I don't think my opinion will be as valuable to people that are considering joining the military. So it's not really something that has been on my front burner. Uh, but there's been an activist here in the Keene area recently who's a former military, and he's been talking about doing some counter recruitment. And here in Keene, they they just built a brand new shiny military recruiting center oh yeah Yeah. right in downtown Keene, right on one of the main drags so really it's an ideal location uh to do some sort of protest slash counter recruiting slash i don't know what and so when i was in this meeting of the military veterans i threw out the question to them i said all right 
So suppose you could do anything you wanted, anything at all, without, you know, without any risk, what would it be? If you didn't have to take the risk, if you could do anything and you knew that, that you wouldn't get in trouble for it, what would it be? Like, what would you do to slash with these recruiters at this recruiting office? Because when I think of counter-recruiting, my mind goes immediately to the obvious. You bring out somebody who's in a uniform and they hand out information to potential recruits, and they talk to potential recruits. That seems like the duh kind of uh, activism for counter-recruiting. So you would have the counter-recruiter also in a military uniform? Hell yes. Okay. That makes sense, right? I mean, they, they confiscated all mine. Cause Did they, they had, really? Yeah, well, they had the gay cooties on them, so... Oh, right, because you ended up uh, getting outed and uh, and then leaving the military. I could have kept them. I mean, it, the thing is, I was, I was told to go turn them in with no check on it whatsoever. I see. And, uh... And I, I, I did it. I wouldn't have wanted to keep them either if I were you. I just assumed, you know, they were going to come after me or something <laughs> right. if I didn't turn them in, which is kind of funny. I did get an honorable discharge, but mm. so they were, they were threatening me with less than honorable discharge and ultimately decided not to do that. But, but there must be some guys out there that have their uniform still. So even if, even if not, you could just get one. Oh, yeah. Most store. do. Most will still have their uniforms. Yeah. Yes. Mine was a very unusual case. So you put that, you put that on, you go out, you, you get some counter recruitment flyers made up. By the I way, I paid for them. Uh, they were the, the money was deducted from my income oh, when see. I got those uniforms, and then they, they somehow back, they though. ordering me to get to turn them right. in. It's That's like, nice. um, excuse me, they're mine. <laughs> Reimburse me, you know. We own you, Dale. Come yeah. on. Well, uh, nothing is yours. So, I guess I wanted to throw this out here to talk about this concept. Uh, what else can be done? Because I know the Quakers, for instance, Dale, you're a Quaker, mm-hmm. and I'm marginally a Quaker. I don't go to the meetings, but uh, anyway, I like the ideas, and I like the Quakerism, and I like some of the, their concepts. And one of the things the Quakers are known for, if they're known for anything, is doing counter-recruiting. They actually have... Uh, I, I, had, I read an excellent article on in the Friends Journal that's like a monthly journal that comes out that pe- different people submit articles for in the, in, within the Friends network. And it was an excellent article talking about a lot of different work that they'd done. And mm-hmm. I definitely feel like uh, I wish I had it with me because there's so much work they've already done. And we, you know, I'd rather not reinvent the wheel. I'd like to start with what they've already figured out and, yeah. and go from there and see if we can add anything to it. Well, one time I looked around and I tried to find counter recruitment flyers. Like I went to Quaker sites and I went to wherever it is I could find something about counter recruiting. And really what I found was kind of lackluster. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying there isn't something out there that you could crib from, that you could you know pull some some info from and kind of copy from here and copy from there. But I think that ideally, if liberty-minded people are going to be doing, I'll find this. I'll find this article for you. I believe I still have it. If liberty-minded people are doing counter-recruiting, they should have a you know, liberty-based counter-recruiting flyer, something that really hits the points that we think are are the most important about this. Not that I have a problem with just grabbing another flyer from elsewhere and printing it out and using it. If that's what you need to do in a pinch, that's what you should do. But I'm interested in hearing ideas from you. Uh, maybe you've done counter-recruiting, or maybe you just have an idea. What would you do if you could do anything at all? Because when I mentioned what I was t- saying earlier, just the obvious thing, I said to this to this group of veterans – liberty-oriented veterans. I said this to them. Okay, the obvious thing is go out in a uniform and hand this stuff out out in front of the, the office. And one guy immediately responds and says, well, that'll get you arrested. And I said, don't worry, it's keen. We're used to that. And everybody laughed. <laughs> uh, but that was the immediate response. And well, I, and I, I think that's too knee-jerk, too. I, I think they might... Uh, I'm not sure what they would try to arrest you on if you're on a public on sidewalk. Public, yeah, I'm on a public sidewalk. If you're wearing uh, a uniform that's yours because you're a veteran. Right. 
I don't see what you'd be arrested right. for. But you know, that's the that's the mindset of some people. Oh my God, we can't do anything. I, I can imagine arrested. the recruiters trying to get you arrested, but you know, ultimately it would be the police officer's decision, I suppose. True. Uh, so I want to come back with more of this here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Especially if you've got an idea. But I've got another idea for something that could be done. I don't think it's really counter recruiting though. It's just effing with the recruiters. Uh, so, like, what could you do? What else could be done? Because, honestly, standing in front of the recruiting office isn't going to be very effective because you don't know when anybody's going to come in there. I mean, I, I go to the bank that's nearby there, and I've never seen anybody uh, walk in and out of that place. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you would like. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Dale. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got features for you, and they're all free. News updates included. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You will find out via email or Twitter or Facebook or all of the above. Whatever it is that uh, works best for you, go and get signed up and do it for free over at news.freetalklive.com. So I sent out a news update today, actually, when I found out that Adam Kokesh's show, uh, Adam versus the Man on RT, his weekday program uh, that he does every half an hour every single night, has been posted. Um, he does it live during our show, or his show is during our show, so I recommend watching it later, uh, <laughs> of course. And he That's actually, what TiVo's for. Yeah, precisely. And he actually did it uh, from Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011. He had uh, myself and Mark on as guests, which was, which was lovely because you know, we've had him on a few times, so it was nice to finally get on uh, the telly on Adam versus the man and uh, of course he was doing it at the Free Talk Live table with our equipment and so our banner oh, got nice. shown and it was really nice cool. promo. Yeah, it was really good. So we put that up there and I sent out notice about that. So you find out this kind of stuff when you are on our email list and uh, the Twitter and the Facebook. And remind you- me later I got promo that I didn't expect too. Did I'll you tell you sometime. Tell me now. Uh during the Libertopia screening, watch oh. that movie and there was a point where they pan the camera across my table mm-hmm. at Porkfest with my gear Anarchyinyourhead.com all over the place. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, Libertopia is a, a movie that they're putting together about the Free State Project, and I pretty much think it's done. They may be doing some final tweaks to it, but they were selling DVDs there, and I heard the release date is later this year, so it's got to be close to wrapping up. Yeah, it should, be, it should be readily accessible to a lot of people soon, but I got you off track. No, no, don't worry. LibertopiaFilm.com. I think people can go there to uh, to learn more about that. That's a great – it looks like it's going to be a great production. I didn't get a chance to, to see the – did you see the whole thing? The, the yes. Whole, was, was at the good? screening. Yeah, it was good. All right, cool. So uh, so 800-259-9231. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for our news updates. 
So we're talking about counter-recruiting, and um, Dale, you're formerly in, uh, of the Navy. There are other people in the Liberty Movement that are from other branches of the military, and uh, I, it makes sense to get these people out to talk to young folks. Uh, Puke, who is on the show occasionally, uh, is also former military, former Army. He was a, a helicopter repairman, and so, I mean, he was fortunate to not really experience uh, much of the killing side of the military, but again, he still assisted an organization whose job it is to kill uh, Yeah, people. and he was in an environment where he was a hair's length away right. i mean or hair's width away sorry from from possibly having to kill someone right he was in afghanistan if i'm not mistaken yeah that sounds right and uh so he actually was talking about how at one point through i believe it was iraq veterans against the war which is an organization of which he is a part he was invited to speak at a high school and when he went and he spoke at this high school it was his uh position that was the most interesting to the kids you know kind of like the liberty oriented anti-war uh, position and after the speech was over they had like a question and answer session a breakaway session where kid the young folks could approach whoever it is they wanted to from the panel that was up on the stage earlier and most people approached to talk to puke uh, doesn't surprise me he's a fascinating guy well right and, and the perspective is is useful as well that he well, has to talk you, about. you 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 broached something that I was actually thinking about when you were talking about having a military or someone in a uniform standing outside the recruitment office mm-hmm. uh it's easy to uh, to think in terms of you know the recruitment office is sort of what's inspiring the anti recruitment you know to make us think about it again but one of the things I remember from the article was a really good place to focus efforts is in the high schools, especially when there's like a career day and the military is going to be there. Mm, yeah. Having uh, some anti-recruitment efforts or a table there to talk about why you shouldn't join the military. That's the trick, though. Is, How the hell do you pull that off? That's what they talked about in the article that I was telling you about. They've had, they've had some battles. They've had some legal battles to get, to get that in there. Well, that's one of the things is you'd have to know. Like, you would have to know when that day is. If you don't have a kid that's in the high school, then how are you going to find that out? I suppose they I'm might sure you list can it on a calendar somewhere. Dig and find it. But dig and find it out. That would be, you know, that's one of the things. It's like when you're standing out in front of the recruitment center, that, like I said, I've never seen anybody go in and out of that place. So when's the best time to stand in front of a recruitment center and do counter-recruiting? I don't know. You'd have to know, like, if they were having an open house or some sort of an event or, or to where they were going. That would be the going. most efficient way to do it because like you said really the only way to be really effective at it if you could somehow have somewhere all the, someone there all the time that's just not viable no i want to be efficient with my act we're not we're not, we're not getting paid to, the way they are you know we have, they, they can pay someone to be at all these offices all over the yeah. country with our with the money that they stole from us so it's so I, that's difficult. why I'm, at, I'm looking for ideas here i mean honestly i don't know what to do I don't think standing in front of the recruitment office wearing a uniform is the best way to do counter-recruitment. I think you're right that high schools would be an ideal place to do it, but I don't have a way to do that. If I go on the high school campus, I'll be charged with trespassing, even though I pay for right. the damn campus. You know, I paid uh, $4,000 in taxes for the uh, campus this year. So you'd think I'd be able to go on my own uh, property, but no, it doesn't work that way. So you'd have to either have somebody on the high school campus who is in high school working on your side – or you would have to somehow figure out when the recruiters are going to be there and somehow pressure the school into letting counter-recruiters on campus at the same time. Yeah, the idea is to have a table that. for it. It has been done. 
it can be done. It, you're gonna. It, it tends to face resistance, of course. Obvi- I obviously. think you could. I would. Seems I would it, go though. the route of trying to make the case to someone at the high school who would be in charge. Say, look, the, the recruiters are not going to tell people everything. Mm-hmm. We just want to provide information. And the idea isn't so much you're not you know not getting in anyone's face or standing in front of the recruitment table or doing right. anything like that, but having a table that will have the information that the recruiters are not providing. That has well, to do with some of table. the realities. You know, some of the realities of of the military and the things that that are that are some of the downsides that they're not telling them about. So give me another idea. Like that there are eight years and not four. Right. or A fact, a fact yeah. sheet or something. I have some sort of a handout. This is why I was saying we need to have a liberty-oriented uh, handout that's something different from what you'll find elsewhere out there uh, from maybe some of the lefty uh, groups or whoever else might be doing counter-recruiting. So I would love to have some other ideas, right? Uh, and I'm sure other people would like to do these sorts of activism uh, around. I mean, this is – you don't have to be in New Hampshire to do a lot of this activism. Fully informed jury outreach, counter-recruiting. You just need to have a handful of folks to where you can get out there and, and you know, kind of uh, do, share the burden of this activism because it's tough to do it all by yourself. But all that said, what are your suggestions? You know, one of the other ideas I had just for effing with the recruiters is to go in with one of those undercover cameras, like in a, a hidden cam on you and, I don't know, maybe make like you're going to join the military. Oh, and, I love it. I love it. And do something else or, or like talk about how you're a drug addict. And, ask, him and some, see, make him, ask him the tough questions that you know to ask that yeah. most people wouldn't know to ask, but ask him in such a way like you're actually curious. See if they'll tell you And a see lie. how they dance around and do things. Or just or, out and out lie to you. I mean, or, Yeah, or possibly outright lie to you. And we've heard of the stories where like a kid will come in. In and or I, to... I guarantee if they don't outright lie, they'll play it down in a lawyery kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, like the eight-year thing. Oh, well, that never happened. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Of course it has happened. Or they'll dance around with the Iraq war. So, but the other thing is, uh, is, like, we've heard stories over the years about how these recruiters, are they'll bend the rules. You know, like, for instance, if a teenager comes in and admits to smoking pot, the recruiter will go. In one story, the recruiter went out and bought him a test clean kit. So like what, what kind of things could you get a recruiter to do with an undercover video camera? What other ideas? Like, if you could do anything to these guys, if it's not you, if it's us that's doing it. So we're, we're the ones taking the risk. Right. You don't have to take the risk. You just have to come up with the idea. What would it be? And I asked this question of this panel of, uh, like, 15 different veterans at Porkfest, and nobody had an answer. The best answer was from Adam Kokesh, who said, get on the high school campuses. Yeah. Uh, you know, which I, I agree. agree with. That'd be great. But what else can we do? 800-259-9231. What would you do if you weren't worried about getting arrested? It's Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can uh, take control of these airwaves here. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hey, we've got a shrine of female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo 
or video showing that they are listeners of this program, go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And met lots of Our Lady listeners and other listeners as well, male listeners as well, at uh, this past Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's almost like a little miniature Free Talk Live listener gathering. I don't know what percentage. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what percentage of the uh, the Pork Fest attendees are actual Free Talk Live listeners, but I would say it might be safe to say 20%. I think there's okay. a, that's a fair amount I just, of people. I, I noticed that uh, over the years, like those those events that you have, the live broadcasts getting more and more packed. It's it's a it's a seems to be a pretty popular event. There was a live. lot there was a lot to do this time out. Actually, I was surprised that our Saturday show this year wasn't as as busy as the Friday huh. show was. So oh, that's you know, there was a lot to do. That's true. I just remember attending my first uh, Free Talk Live. I was actually at Pork Fest, and I saw you guys. And I heard I heard it being talked about. Hey, Free Talk Live is doing a live show from here. I'm like, oh, okay, oh. who's that? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> no, you're on the show. Yeah, uh, and I go and I went and showed up, and I uh, was interviewed, and I was on the show, and. Um, and that gathering was, um, you know, much smaller than what I see now at Port Fest, you know, but yeah, so, it has changed a lot over the years. <laughs> the, the event is, uh, is much larger than it's ever been. In fact, some of the old timers were talking about how, uh, how much it's changed. They weren't saying it was bad. Right. Right. They weren't yeah. saying it was bad, but they were just talking about how much they've seen Pork Fest. There's change. a little bit of nostalgia with the missing kind of the coziness factor, mm-hmm. I think. And that's true of Pork Fest in general. And, you know, you show up on Monday night and that was, it used to be, that was the time when it was kind of cozy. It was yeah, the people really that you know, who mostly locals who showed up early with some, with some people who came in. Uh, from from out, you know, who yeah, traveled the hardcores, the hardcores, and the locals, and uh, they would just party. You know, they would just be just hang around campfires. There wasn't there were no events. People would just oh, we'll have a we'll have a barbecue, or we'll hang around hang around, smoke or drink, and hang around the campfire and chat and talk about liberty and different things. And and that was there was a, two or three days of that before anything really got going. You know, and. And that was like a cozy factor, and I noticed this year that's that's gone. But what it's replaced with is, is really awesome. Yeah, it was it's, <laughs> because it was now the, the the event hits the ground running. It sure did. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want. We'll start with Aaron listening in Indiana to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Aaron. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You know, I want to hit on a couple of points. Uh, ask you guys a question, but first of all, I want to start off with how corrupt is our government when? You're going to go after a former Governor Bogoyevich just because he's not corrupt out of Washington, based out of Washington, D.C. Wait, you're saying he's not corrupt? No, I'm saying he is. I mean, I don't know. What I'm just saying is how do people try to say uh, the government's going to go against him when the congressman and the president do the exact same thing? Well, you yeah, know, I mean, they, he must have crossed still, somebody, right? I mean, because all of them are crooks, but why do they pick one of them to go after? He must have crossed somebody to uh, to make that happen, don't you think? Well, the difference between him and the ones in Washington, uh, he was he was audio tape. You know, they got him on tape doing it. You know, you gotta you gotta uh, uh, make an appointment to be corrupt with the ones that's in Washington. I see where you're coming I, I don't from. Understand, I don't understand that, but that's. That's the government, but I blame the American people for being stupid for putting these here people in office. Well, you know, not, the, the, the American people don't have much. The American people don't have much to do with who's in office, really. You know they have so little to do with it. As a whole, for believing that we do. You know, I tell people all the time: legislation is voted on in Washington, but it's made in these here private clubs around the country. That, yeah. people just they believe so much in it. They they talk about how they don't want to pay extra fifty dollars in taxes a year, but yet they turn right around and donate twenty five hundred dollars to a candidate to stop it. 
Well, you just lost that one, $2,400, dollars <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. I think it's I think it's the principle of the matter, though. I think a lot of people, like I've poured my life into the liberty movement, where you know I've spent all kinds of money trying to change things, whether it's in or outside of the system. And if it was just all about money, then I would agree with you. If it was all about saving fifty bucks, I would agree with you. That would make sense. But to me, well, it's about time, human freedom. There was a time in this country to where you didn't have to spend a lot of money to get uh, people in office. Certain ones, it's up, it's up to us who we're going to put in there. But my question No, I agree with you. That's that's true. It's very expensive to get people into political office in most places. New Hampshire is not that way, though. It is fairly affordable to run political campaigns here. And my question to you is, whenever a president or any uh, political person is sworn in, they are sworn in to protect the uh, safety of the American people in the Constitution, serve and protect. And defend American people, right? Um, I think that's what they say, but I don't think that's what they actually mean. That's what I'm saying. But and this is no slam on Israel, but I'm talking about the Israel leaders. Where is it in the Constitution that we're supposed to protect them at all costs? And uh, I hear people always talking about when black people use the uh, talk about racial problems. It's oh, we always use the race card, or someone else always use this card or that card, but. You're not allowed to speak anything against any leader from Israel. Aaron, I get where you're coming from. I don't think the U.S. government should be giving money to any, uh, but any other government bureaucrats in any other country. I'm not talking about just the money. I'm just talking about in in just normal conversation. If you say anything negative against any of their leaders, we had a guy locally here in town on the radio said that uh, I wish we could replace uh, Obama with Netanyahu. I mean, how ignorant is that? Thanks for the call, Aaron. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I see where he's coming from, and certainly in the Constitution, it doesn't say anything about that. It's true. I mean, if someone, if you express some criticism of like any particular leader, for instance, in Israel or something like that, you'll be called, uh, you'll be called racist or you'll be called, uh, I forgot the term for being against Jews. (laughs) A bigot? You'd be a bigot? Yeah. So, or anti Semite. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, though that actually applies to a broader group right. of people than just Jews. 1 800 259 But, to, but to, to clarify here, uh, one, they're not leaders because politicians aren't leaders. They're called that in the media, so it's it's common that we will just kind of take that uh, and and espouse the same terminology. But no, they're not my leaders, and they're not right. our government. I didn't vote for them. I want nothing to do with them. I certainly do not want to be led by them a or true, be told what to do. A true them. leader inspires people to want to follow them. Mm-hmm. They don't threaten people to obey or punish them. Right. That's a ruler. That's a right. That is a dictator, not a not a leader. Exactly. Now, if you want to be led by a politician, that's your business. But uh, for me, not interested in that. And again, with the whole Israel thing, I'll, I would critique it all. I, I don't think the U.S. military should be anywhere else but here. Yeah, it's, it's really none, none, none of my business. If I, they're I, going to exist, they shouldn't be anywhere else but here. And I don't think they should exist. Period. And I don't think the U.S. government should be stealing money in the first place. But if they have money that they've stolen, I don't think they should give it to other government bureaucrats around the world, whether it's Israel or whether it's Sweden or whether it's Australia or whether it's Andorra. I don't care. Right. And the military is not protecting people. The military is protecting the state. It is protecting the status quo of the government. Right. And if the president's, uh, you know, the person calling themselves the president uh, swears an oath, he asked the question, do they swear an oath to protect us? 
Well, I don't know what their oath says. I haven't read it, but I'm sure you could go in and read it if you wanted to. But wouldn't really matter anyway what it says because it doesn't matter what they say. What matters is what they do. I mean, Barack Obama talked a lot about peace and ending the war in Afghanistan and shutting down Guantanamo Bay. And no, those things haven't happened. I so, was telling people that they weren't going to happen long yeah. before he was elected. I, I, I anticipated that he would get elected. I was talking to people who at at peace rallies uh, or anti-war rallies, mm-hmm. depending on which where you want to call it, uh, about you know who are pushing Obama because he was seen as well. Bush obviously was the war president, and you don't want someone from his party to replace him. And so Obama was the natural alternative, the anti-war president, at least in 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 talk. So they thought. <laughs> and I was telling people, I said, case. you know, he's not really going to do that. I, and I heard people making excuses already, like, oh well, if he doesn't, it'll be because blah blah blah. And they were already yep. making excuses for him. That's what they have they, to do. Is at a peace rally. They have to protect their cognitive dissonance. They have to protect... Yeah. They're experiencing cognitive dissonance. They have to protect their belief system. Otherwise, they'd have to admit they were wrong. Oh, and that's tough to do, isn't it? Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. I've been wrong before, and I'll probably be wrong again. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. Talk live. You can dial in toll free and bring up what you want at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features there free. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com and you will find links there. They'll take you to Amazon. Now, there's different Amazons. There's one for the United States, one for Canada, one for the UK, one for Germany. Click into the appropriate one for you and then get your shopping done. At that point, Free Talk Live will get a portion of Amazon's profits. Now, you're not going to see that evidenced anywhere. They're not going to give you a little tally on your invoice or anything like that. You just have to understand that when you enter through our links at shop.freetalklive.com that it'll work. So, once again, go to shop.freetalklive.com get your shopping taken care of as we continue here with you and your thoughts about what you want. Let's talk to I believe we've got Joe listening in Pennsylvania. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Joe, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, it was really great to see you guys uh, this week at a pork fest. Uh, I had a really good time. I was actually um, at that meeting that you were talking about with the uh, veterans, uh, talking about uh, you know how, how you actually when you when you posed the question about uh, you know uh, how do you counter you know what's the best strategy for counter recruitment. Um, I was actually there at the mm. meeting, um, so uh, I, I remember when you were talking about that. Um, one thing I would like to kind of bring up is uh, I kind of think. You know, this whole counter-recruitment thing, I don't really understand why this is something that you want to pursue as a strategy to enhance liberty. Uh, well, it would be to enhance uh, people not getting killed. 
Yeah, I mean the the problem with that is basically what you're what you're doing is you're you're okay you're going to stop certain people from joining the military based on a pro liberty message. I mean you're not going to. Well, stop no, it's everyone. based There's... it's based on an anti military message. Mm-hmm. That okay, would have, um, would presumably would have some liberty oriented overtones or some liberty oriented people delivering it, but it would be about intervening and stopping an eighteen year old. You don't think counter recruitment is a liberty activism? No, no, I would I would say it's a form of liberty activism, but I think you're better spent doing spending your time doing other things because what you're essentially doing here is if you get people to go out of the military that are, you know, at the very least maybe not libertarians, but uh, you know, liberty leaning types, that means you've essentially just filled the military with only, you know, intense neocons, people that don't have any set of, you know, moral beliefs. Well, but it's also potentially preventing someone from getting indoctrinated into that crap because there's, without a doubt, there's, you know, a lot of brainwashing that goes on once they're in there, too. You get someone who's Mm -hmm. maybe on the kind of on the fence, then that can push them off the fence in a really bad direction as well. Because once they're in there, they're under a lot of, you know, brainwashing tactics. They are exposed to a lot of brainwashing tactics. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, another thing I was going to bring up, um, uh, while I was at uh, that meeting that you were at, I was actually one of the kids who was actually considering joining um, the military. Um, one of the things I'm interested to see is... Were you the guy that uh, wanted to be the lawyer? Yes, I am. Okay, That is gotcha. me. I'm, I'm, I'm also the guy that got the uh, radio drop from you, by the way. So thanks for that. Um, the radio... Oh, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. You had, you had me yeah, record yeah, a, a liner for your radio, your radio show. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, but uh, basically, um, you know, I really came at it from, you know, a lot of it is from the practical side. You know, what, how do you explain to somebody who really has no other avenue, no other options of what they're going to do, you know, how do you persuade them on the practical side to not do it? Well, okay, if they have no other options, then clearly they haven't been thinking very hard about what they can do uh, with their lives. That's I mean, a lot of what counter-recruitment is, is talking about other options to 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 young people who are under the impression that they have so few and that the military is a last resort of desperation. You know, maybe they're having trouble figuring out how to pay for college or something like that. There are a lot of options that they can be educated about. All right. Well, I, I can just uh, – the best example I can give you is my own example. Um, you have myself. Um, right now I'm finishing up my uh, fourth year at uh, Penn State, and basically um, you know, I, I'm graduating with a political science degree. Um, I've wa- always wanted to become some sort of lawyer. Um, but the law market is completely dead right now. There is, you know, there are extremely few jobs in that field at all. And one of the only avenues for me to pursue that field in particular would be doing um, some sort of military um, judge advocate uh, position. So, you know, there's really no other options. So I can just, that, that's the best example I can give you is my own. You know, what do you say to someone like me that says, look, I don't have other options here? Dale, what do you say? Uh... Well, I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I don't, don't believe, believe it. it. I think you just haven't looked hard enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. I think I think it, it, it's it's the easy way out. You know, oh well, here's your uh, golden parachute. It's the military. It's going to save you. And oh, kids, it's a tough life out there. It's you know, I mean, it's a hard economy, and there aren't very many jobs. So I you, think you may. I think if it's if it really looks that bad, I don't know if enough people have really looked at you know creating their own you know creating a new market for something, you know, uh, creating work for themselves, you know? Yeah, not, like not to get off into a tangent, but uh, 
you know, the, big, the biggest problem is I see it is you're sending all these kids to universities um, and they get useless degrees like I have. And they have literally, you know, zero options out there as far as uh, gainful employment. And, you know, what are they going to do? You know, I'm tens of thousands of dollars in debt. And, you know, what am I going to do? I'm completely, you know, jobless. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a tough situation. So you believe that you're going to join the military and be made into a military lawyer? Uh, yes. And what if they don't do that for you? Well, uh, that's, uh, that's always a possibility. They can always uh, take you and move you into something else. Um, yeah. yeah the, so I let's mean, say you do answer. get what you want. Let's say you do, because mm-hmm. it's a realistic possibility you won't get what you want. But let's say you, you're lucky and you actually get to be a military lawyer. Will that actually in any way pan out into real life? Because one of the points the guys made is the uniform code of military justice has nothing to do with the rest of the, the world of law. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you make a good, you make a good point there. So I mean, then at, would you be making point, a career out of the military, I mean, at that point then? Just, would you just continue as, as, on? Essentially, yeah. I mean, once you go in, yeah, I'd be, I'd be essentially a 20-year oh, guy. Oh, God. So. Doesn't that bother you? That you, you, you really be, feel like that, that, that's, that is your best option? Of how do you well, direct your life right now? Well, I'll tell you, this is, this is how I kind of came to that conclusion, was essentially, it was kind of my argument I was thinking to you earlier, was, look, I'd rather have me in there who actually has a sense of morals than someone who doesn't. That was the be- that's the best answer I can give you, is that I'd rather have but me for your own, going in. Just for your own sake, though, for your own happiness. I mean, do you feel like this is going to be the, the greatest path for you? Because, I mean, you know, you're... It's it's easy to be kind of thinking right now that maybe things are a little difficult for the kind of things you want to do. But, I mean, you could – even if it means getting by a little less than what you'd hope for right now, I mean, I imagine things change, you know. I mean, in two years, you might you – know, I can imagine you being very glad that you have options that you wouldn't have had had you joined the military. I mean, you, you're basically – you're about to get into a path that's going to be – that's going to railroad you for a long time or, yeah, or be very that? difficult to get out of. You know, you, you can you could you won't be yeah. able to go gay like me. You know, I turned gay just so I could get out of the military. No, I didn't. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, no. You know, what I'm saying though, you're not going to have that out. That you know, I, I I was fortunate that I actually got out. You know, in two years instead of instead of six or like Ian pointed out, maybe eight. Well, could um, you always just smoke pot and then get out because of smoking pot? You can't do that. <laughs> well, see, but all these things, if he does it, you know, he's. It's gonna it's gonna hurt him a lot versus if yeah. he just doesn't go in in the first place. It won't hurt, right? right. <laughs> yes, you can. You can. There's ways you can get out that are, that they will try to punish you for. It's you're, yeah. you're getting into a decision that's gonna railroad you for quite a ways, and and it doesn't sound like it's in line with your personality or your values, and uh, it and seems like a drastic in, decision because you just out of a, a fit of desperation. Right, and if you get in and they don't let you do what you're hoping they're gonna let you do, man, then what have you done to yourself? I mean, then how are you? Then how are you going to get a, a job at a you know lawyer's? Office Is everyone listening out there? All, all you young people that are thinking about joining the military, I hope. <laughs> what do you say to that specific argument, though? That that I'd rather it be me, you know, to have you know to have the set of beliefs that I have. Oh, Maybe I don't know. It sounds awfully. Um. Well, self-sacrificing, and <laughs> it doesn't sound. 
this is a point I, that is that is made uh, when it comes to like liberty people being cops, for instance. Yeah. Well, we better have better have liberty people being cops than others. Well, yeah, that'd be true if the liberty cops were actually doing what was right all the time, and maybe in some cases they would do what's right when you know no one else was looking. But if they're ordered to do something that's wrong, then people are watching them. They're going to do what's wrong because they want to keep their job. So you're going to be doing what's wrong as the liberty-oriented guy, and you have to live with yourself. It's, it's, I think you're going to find it increasingly challenging over time because I watched a cop go through exactly that. He could become more and more closer and closer to the liberty message and, and, and share the values so deeply, and it was tearing him up. Let's, let's be honest. He almost killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that one, Joe. And so no, I'd call. rather have a bad cop in there. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'd rather not have young people going off and having the chance of getting themselves killed for some politician's whim. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content of the site, submit different things from the Internet, whether it's a blog post or YouTube video or a news article, whatever you want. You submit it. Other listeners will vote up or down on it, and the most voted up make it to the front page of the site. See it for yourself and get interactive for free over at freetalklive.com. As we continue with you and your thoughts about what you want, Bart is listening in Illinois. Bart, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Dale. Hello, hey, Bart. Guys, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh, I just want to mention that uh, I've been listening to the show for a while. Uh, this is my actual first time calling in. Excellent, um, sir. So what did you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, I was just want to say that um, I was at Walgreens yesterday getting some wine uh, and cigarettes for my mom. Uh, I'm 21, so obviously I was uh, carded for my ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and the store clerk mentioned that, oh, you know, I don't look anything like my ID, which I get that a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the lady standing next to me in line uh, mentioned that uh, in Arizona or some state, uh, how they don't have to um, renew their license for like years and years, like twenty years or something like that. Mm. And uh, and I was I was kind of out of it, but I, I just kind of mentioned, you know, casually, oh, you know, that's awesome. You know, I wasn't really thinking too much, but uh, she was like, oh, you know, it's it's not awesome. It's Imagine what the TSA has to go through at airports and how much hassle they have to deal with. And she just kept going. She just kept going on and on about that. You know, I'm like, this is what I mentioned was, well, you know, first of all, we don't need the TSA, and I mean, there's just more trouble than good. But then she flew off the handle, and 
mentioned how uh, we need the TSA, how great the TSA is, and um, how how many things they have found, and how surprised I would be if <laughs> I knew the things they found at the airports or something. They can't and, even find their own tests. Uh, I guess they get they send their own testers through. They can't even find their own hidden bombs. Right, and I, I was recently. You know, on a plane as a couple months ago, and I mean, they they don't know what they're doing over there. And I don't know. This lady was probably, I would say, in her forties or fifties. And I, I mean, I would have taken the time longer to argue, but I, obviously, I was at Walgreens and I was in line, so I didn't want to hold up the line. But you know, I was, I was wondering what you guys, you know, thought about this. What specifically? Uh, about you know the t- like because she mentioned that the TSA catches a lot of things and i'm assuming she meant well, she's they presuming they don't right she's she's jumping to a conclusion she's she's presuming that because the government is so big and so intimidating and so scary that they must be successful at what they're doing I mean, they've got all those agents and all that machinery so it must right. be successful she's jumping to conclusions and there's no evidence for what she's saying at all I mean, there's just nothing uh, in all the uh, the incidents of they miss like ninety percent of their well, own stuff. Well, if it's ninety percent, a but lot. It's, it's yeah. a super majority of the stuff that goes through in their own t and their own tests that they revealed several years ago. They haven't revealed those tests since then, probably because uh, they're still failing miserably. Because you would think that if they were doing a super awesome job, they would be touting how successful they are. But uh, right. yeah, I'm sorry. It's just she is just fantasizing about the TSA. That's all. Yeah, I was just assuming she was pulling out these, you know, facts out of the air, and I, because I, I don't really, I haven't really come across any evidence of, you know, super terroristic activity, as she would like to mention, but I don't know, I just thought this whole experience was funny, because normally I, I don't get into, like, political, you know, semi-political arguments with people at stores, but... Sure. It's probably so, not a good idea in, in general. I mean, you never know who you're dealing right. with and what right. they're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah, so. I mean, she's just a, just a sycophant. She's a bootlicker, and uh, there are people like that out there. And, it, you know, if, if you talk to those people and you're not getting anywhere with them, then do what you need to, like you did. Just get the heck out of there and, and move on with your life. Right. So, anything else you want to share? Uh, that's pretty much about it. Um, you know, thanks for having me on the air. Cool. Uh, Hey, thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It's like the people that believe that the police are protecting them. I mean, <laughs> that's what they say. The police right. say these things all the time. And you see them all over the place. Right. And now Pulling and people then, over and giving them tickets. Now and then they will. I mean, now and then they will actually do something and right. And make a huge public scene, uh, public, you know, hubble Hubble oh, about no, it. If, not well, well if, they, if there's a really successful case of a police like okay. tracking down a criminal, there'll be a hubble about it. Sure, and but, you'll, that'll be really visible, and you won't hear about all the, you know. Yeah, but sometimes stuff. they actually do the right thing, and they don't, you know, they don't promote it. I mean, there was one time where my tenants were moving out, and their little girl got lost in the neighborhood somewhere, and they called the cops, and the cops came out, and you know, they they assisted with the, you know, trying to find a little girl. In which case, I was like, great, that's what yeah. the cops should be doing. I'm glad to see that happen, but. There's this belief system that people have that, oh, well, they're there to protect me. You heard somebody say earlier, doesn't the president swear an oath to protect the American people? I mean, you've seen Bush and Obama say on uh, television plenty of times that it's my sworn duty as president to protect the American people. 
And if they just keep saying it over and over again, then people will start to believe that it's true. Yeah. When in point of fact, they aren't protecting you. They're robbing from you on a regular basis. They're stealing from you and they're threatening you and they're hurting you and they're imposing uh, diktats on you and your business and everything that you do and all the money that you make and – no, they're not protecting you. They're the biggest criminal gang out there. They're the ones that are the most violating of you and your freedom. But yet people don't see it that way because they've been told differently. Right. Yeah. So let's continue here at 800-259-9231. And we go to Andrew listening in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Andrew. Hi, guys. I'm uh, calling in because of uh, Joe, a caller uh, just a few moments ago, who was calling in because um, – he was thinking about joining the military because he thought he could uh, practice law that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just uh, concerned for him because I feel like that is an act of desperation and fear and possibly uh, like a pattern of, well, I don't know what else to do, so I'm going to take the safe route I agree with that. for the state because the state's always going to be around to do something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a chance to go to Porkfest this year because I opted to go to Mises University here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And as a as a student, an undergrad, I hope to move to New Hampshire someday. But Great. I'm curious if you could um, describe maybe some of the entrepreneurial, I know maybe not necessarily agorism, but do like people in uh, the town that I live in, uh, people who are out of work, they get together and they go out and have coffee and just try to think of something. Like, if not, they at least know people who's a computer programmer, somebody's an accountant, somebody's a lawyer, and they just hang out, and someday they're going to create a business, somehow, at least by knowing one another, or some sort of entrepreneurial uh, circle, I guess. Does that happen enough in the Free State Project? Good question. I don't know, because, I mean, I'm pretty busy doing my entrepreneurial things. So yeah, Ian Freeman owns everything. In well, people, <laughs> people have actually made attempts at, different agorist things with varying degrees of success. And, I, don't, you know, I guess I don't really understand and, the question. Uh, are you talking about like like a young uh, businessman's club or something like that? What do they call them? The uh, Like they have these networking organizations. Yeah, where, yeah sort of. Like, young I've, professionals. Uh, oh, I've been to something like that um, in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, young professionals and junior achievement, and I think they work with the um, – Oh, the commerce, but it's not technically part of the state. Um, but is that what you're talking about? Like a group of, uh, of sort of like a chamber of commerce. Yeah, people get together to at least know one another somehow, in hopes that that will create uh, somebody will fill a niche that is needed in the community entrepreneurially. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know if there's any organization necessarily or any overt uh, group of, of people doing that. Maybe they are, and they can call in and, and let us know. But I, I am not aware of anything like that going on. That's not to say that it couldn't go on if somebody wanted to start something like that. I mean, people do get to know one another through social circles, but uh, to get to know one another specifically for the purpose of business, I, I, I don't know. Maybe there is, and, and I'm just not aware of it. And if there's not, then maybe that's something that you could provide. That sounds like a great idea for me or Joe when we both make it up there someday. I so, love the first lot, point. Thanks for the call tonight. I love the first point he made, and I, I'm sorry I didn't make it with Joe earlier. He's coming from a place of fear. Yeah. Yeah, I said that. It sounds like it's, an act of, it's coming from desperation. I've got a bunch of money that I've spent on school, and I owe this money. I've got this student debt. That's a scary thing to have over your head. And then to be uncertain about uh, what you're going to do in life, it's a scary thing, I too. guarantee you he's talking himself into it, and I, that's what I would warn him about. Yeah, toll-free number is 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a 32nd edition of... 
Verbal Surgery. I'm your verbal surgeon, Tim A. Cummins, here to radiate your brain for maximum gain. And let me tell you, my friends, get on to the verbalsurgery.com train. Come check it out. Listen to this podcast, and you will feel better right now because you are awesome. Looking forward to seeing you at verbalsurgery.com. Take it easy, baby. Awesome. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy those features there. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. In fact, the archives go all the way back to late 2006. All of it is free for you. There's no membership fee or logging in or hoops to jump through. You just download free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live can now accept Bitcoins. You can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to get more information about how to uh, contribute via Bitcoin or what the Bitcoin is. In fact, you want to learn more about Bitcoins, best place to go for that is weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. It is a new um, and pretty much an anonymous digital currency that has just taken off within the last several months uh, online, and it's brilliant. Uh, I highly recommend you look into it at weusecoins.org. All right, so 800-259-9231 is our number. We go to Jay calling from Massachusetts. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, Jay. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I uh, want to remind everybody it's a beautiful drive from the Keene area right down to... Uh, Bonville, Massachusetts, down along the Clock Reservoir. Well, this isn't just a keen show. There are a lot of people that are that are listening to this program. This is Jay Noon calling in. Uh, you're 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 somebody who has put your house and your freedom on the line. Uh, you live in Massachusetts. You've never paid property tax the entire time you've owned your home, and now the the government down there, the government people, are going to. Uh, purportedly serve an eviction on you uh, tomorrow morning, and you've invited people not just from Keene, but from all over New England, I would presume, uh, to come and help you protect your house tomorrow morning. Uh, yes, essentially, and I had a little talk with the chief of police today. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I sound okay to you guys? Yeah, you sound yeah. fine. Okay, I just hear a little feedback on my end. But anyways, the chief of police come and knock on my door and had a chat with me, and he has told people I've been anti-government. So I straightened that out with them. I told them the only anti-government activities I've seen in Palmer, Mass, either came out of the police department uh, with their assault and battery on one of my family members and out of the Palmer District Court. And I explained to him that uh, I am the government, that, that even him in his private capacity is the government, that we the people are the government. I don't really know what that means. Like, I'm not the government because I don't hurt peaceful people. I don't aggress against my neighbors. To govern means to restrain or limit. You know, in engineering, a governor is something that, like, limits, say, the speed of a truck so that it can't go more than 70 miles an hour. Or it might be limiting the flow through a pipe. Or that's what a governor is, and government is is intended to limit. And then, in theory, the idea is it's going to limit just bad things, right? But, of course, it limits everything, presumably to prevent bad things. But I I have no desire to to try and limit and control other people. I don't want to be considered part of the government myself, either. I I might consider myself my own 
own self-governor. Like, I'm limiting myself. Yeah. Uh, you certainly, but, yeah, exactly. You want to engage as a, you want to be a peaceful person. You want to engage, engage with other people voluntarily. You want to restrain any actions of yourself that might uh, inf- infringe upon the, the freedoms of other people. And you do that in hopes that they will extend the same courtesy to you and, and avoid violent conflict and things like that. Anyway, that's a bit of a nitpick, but go ahead, uh, Jay. Well, the Constitution provides limited government. But I, 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 so I, I explained that spiel to him. Then I asked him if he understood the difference between an Article Four Republican form of government and a municipal corporation. And he said, oh, yeah. And I said, so w- which one are you here as t- tomorrow? He says, well, I'm here as the uh, municipal corporation. <laughs> that's who I work for. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, and I handed him Article 12 of the Massachusetts Constitution where it says they, they cannot take property without due process of law. I, said, I mean, without a jury trial, there's been no jury trial. And I showed him the judgment that land court issued, given, given my deed to my property to the town. There's no signature on it. In fact, I posted it in a message I sent to you earlier, Ian. I don't know if you looked at it. Um, I'm a little behind on email. You have to excuse me. Okay, well, it was a Facebook uh, message. Uh and I and I also posted a um in in, in with the post is my um uh, affidavit of a of non U.S. citizenship um that's as Ned was Captain Ned talked about the other day. But uh, so, anyways, I had an interesting talk with him, uh, and he asked me what 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 I was going to do. <laughs> I told him I wasn't sure yet. I was going to let the Holy Spirit move me, and uh, <laughs> so. You know, uh, but he come, come off as a real nice guy, but about seven or eight times, he insisted I go to the local courtroom and get a stay. And and he goes, and I won't have to remove you tomorrow if you get a stay. So I said, well, who told you to tell me that? He goes, well, the town's lawyer, Peter A. Brown. And, and he's just a money chaser, as pretty much they all are. And uh, so, and as I told you guys before, I never, and I never boarded the district court ship. I never crossed a bar. Um, so meaning, meaning you stood in the audience and you uh, you talked to uh, the judge. You didn't actually go up uh, in, in, and take a defendant seat. So the, what they're correct. trying to do is they're trying to get you to uh, you know kind of jump into their system, right? That that is exact. I've, I've bounced this off about three or four real sharp guys. And um, yes, and, and one more thing about your your nitpicking about not being government. We are not dealing with governments. We are dealing with corporations. And these corporations were set up by the Federal Reserve after the Erie versus Tompkin case in 1939, collect the bankruptcy debt that had occurred from 1913 1932 when FDR filed well, what we're dealing with, Jay, I mean, that, that's all, that may all be true, but what we're dealing with is men and women calling themselves governments. Yes, they oh, are yeah. organized as corporations, but corporations are just another fiction. I mean, corporations don't actually exist. Uh, they're just an idea, and they're an idea con, con, you know, conjured by lawyers, and of course, most of the people calling themselves governments are lawyers, uh, you know, and so essentially, this is just a system by the lawyers for the lawyers. That's really what it all is, and it's uh, whether they are corporations or not. Uh, they're men and women calling themselves governments who are ruling over peaceful people by the threat of violence and by actual violence and by putting people in cages. And I think that 
as fascinating as the corporate theory is, and I've looked into it myself, I don't think any of it really matters because ultimately it's people doing violence against people. It's men and women who are willing to use the threat of violence against other men and women. That's all it really boils down to. And I want to come down there tomorrow, and Mark uh, is going to come down, and Dale, I think you're coming out, and uh, JJ, and we're going to try to get as many of the folks from Keene down there. I sent out an invite to everybody that's on my Facebook list in New Hampshire, just letting them know about your party tomorrow morning because you and your your family they're having you're having a party tomorrow morning they're expected the the people calling themselves government are expected to come by at around 10 but they may be coming earlier maybe they'll come later who knows uh you're going to have a party in the uh, the hopes that you'd be able to fend off them stealing your home from you but for how long this will work uh, of course is another question if they just wait six hours and then come later on at, at nighttime you know how will that change things inevitably if they want to hurt you they're going to do so and the only way to stop that isn't through some sort of corporate game in my opinion i mean i'd love to see the corporate thing work and somehow stop them but the only real way to stop them is to shine light on their activities and we're going to try to do as much of that uh tomorrow as we can jay thanks for the update we'll see you in the morning and uh, thanks for the call tonight yeah the reason what they're away they're able to get away with all this is because they've convinced everyone to believe in it whether it's corporations or whether it's government or some other forum they've just convinced everyone to buy into it there's more coming up here at 800-259-9231 this is free talk live Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Get interactive on our BBS, the forum for listeners of Free Talk Live. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Also, want to make sure you know about freedomsphoenix.com. Great place to go and get some excellent liberty-oriented news. I'm sure you've been to freetalklive.com hopefully by now, and you've seen that the listeners decide on the stories there. And over at Freedoms Phoenix, they've got an editor that kind of picks things, so they've got a whole lot more uh, content there on their front page. And uh, so go and see what they think is uh, is important, because usually there's some interesting stuff there uh, that might not necessarily be the same as what you'll see over at freetalklive.com. So go to freedomsphoenix.com, see that, and uh, get interactive there. Just saw Ernie Hancock, actually, who's the guy behind Freedoms Phoenix. He was uh, here in Keene today, yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I bumped into it myself. Yeah, we forgot to mention that uh, Julian, I mentioned it briefly, but Julian Heiklin also was in Keene today, the the, the renowned, uh, infamous almost, uh, jury nullification activist who has made a, a real name for himself by going around getting arrested at different courthouses for handing out jury nullification information. He was here handing out jury info in uh, our very own beautiful Keene. And he, he, said that he, he said that he didn't really need to come to Keene or anywhere in New Hampshire and help with jury activism because, well, we pretty much have it nailed down here. <laughs> Uh, but he That's was quite the, a compliment coming from him. It absolutely is. Uh, but, you know, he was in the area because of Pork Fest. He actually came out to the Porcupine Freedom Festival for several days. And so he was kind of on his way down and stopped in Keene for a while today, which is cool. Yeah, so, it was really cool. So, yeah. And but, it kind of led to a spontaneous memorial for 
the guy who burned himself in Keene on the on the steps of the court. Yeah, we forgot to talk about that too. Yeah, that was another event. Yet another event today. It was a packed day, and uh, what happened? I, with you that? know, I'm a little embarrassed. I was almost brought to tears. Uh, we put we bought flowers and put them on uh, on the steps where, where this bike burnt, where this man burned himself. That's right. And uh, the moment we walked away, they came out and took them, put them away. The government bureaucrats away. came yeah. out and took the memorial away. Yeah. And, you know, this is, you know, this, a, a person died a horrible, tragic, painful death. And, you know, regardless of what was behind it and, and all that, then to take away a memorial to, to, to a dead person, you know, they were calling it a shrine. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, a shrine is a, a place of worship. It's it's not you know this is not worship it's a memorial to a to a person to a human being. Wait, the government guys were calling it a shrine. Yeah, they said no shrines on government property was the first <laughs> response. I mean, they wow. were cold as ice about this person who died a horrible, tragic death, mm-hmm. and people putting out flowers for this person. And I literally, I was I was really like looking at these people, even though I kind of I should expect these sorts of answers, these cold answers of doing my job, doing what I was told, mm-hmm. uh, stupid crap like it's a trip hazard. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a list of technical trip reasons. Over your flowers. Yes, uh, there's a list of technical reasons why they had to remove the flowers. That, uh, and and then we're not, you know, we're not going to argue about it or whatever. And 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 this, the answers are just so cold. And I'm like, I was literally saying to them, are, "Are you a robot? Are you completely heartless? Are you are you failing to acknowledge that there's people who care about this person? You know, this is." And and they said something about he committed an act. And I'm like. Well, whatever. There's someone who died a horrible, tragic death, and people tried to remember him. People tried, uh, you know, it's like they they painted over the scene. People put flowers. They snatched up the flowers. It's like they're trying to erase what happened. Mm. It's like they don't want anyone to be thinking about what this, what it means, or or the or the or the or the, the pain and suffering around it, or or they don't want anyone to be thinking about, you know, something that we ought to be thinking about, so we can be trying to avoid it. In the future, right. They'd much try to rather, keep it from happening in the future. Well, yeah, they you don't know. want people to think about what happened there. They'd much rather cover it up. And I was thinking about away. like how little coverage the event got. You know, this, yeah, it really and, didn't. And apparently, go a lot of these these happen more than people know, and and the, and it just is stifled in the media because this guy had an anti-government message, which would be incredibly powerful attached to what happened. You know, mm-hmm. if you know someone was driven to do something so, I mean, obviously. It, this was a horrible decision for him to make. I mean, a horrible yeah, thing for him to do. Terrible. Uh, just you know, but but it shows the desperation and the pain the guy was going through, and and they're no and, the, and the mainstream media trying to stifle it. Uh, it's just and and they're trying to stifle it and they're trying to pretend it just just wash over it and erase this guy from everyone's memory. But they didn't paint over the yellow portion. No, of this. I didn't notice until today uh, yeah. until somebody pointed it out to me. They they. When the guy died, I mean, he he made a fairly large black mark in front of uh, in yeah. front of the courthouse, and as you mentioned, by the next day, by five o'clock the following day, so within twenty four hours, they had completely painted what I thought was completely painted over it. But it turns out they didn't paint the side of the steps. So when you're when you're walking up to the King Courthouse, the Superior Court, there's just one step up. I mean, right in front of the doorway. Right, uh, it's not it steps. It's not a set of steps. It's just like a. It's, you know, a, it's more like two curbs. It's right, like there's concrete. a sidewalk and then another curb before the next level of sidewalk. Yeah, like another. And that's level where the concrete. flowers were. There was lots of room to go around the flowers. Right. Be, I mean, <laughs> the, the curb itself would have been a more hazardous tr- 
to you know like trip hazard. It, absolutely, flowers. if you trip on the flowers, you're already tripping on the curb. But the curb uh, was the only part. The side of the curbs, and not the top of the curb, but the side of the curb was the part that they neglected to uh, to paint over. So there still is some evidence uh, that somebody burned themselves alive there. And my uh, request is to is now in again. By the way, I'm trying to get my hands on the video footage from the government's own surveillance cameras of that that day. In oh question. wow, I can't imagine them wanting that out. Oh, they yeah. definitely would not want that out. However, there's this supposed freedom of information law that <laughs> supposedly requires It will be interesting them. to watch their contortions to get around that. I, but I, 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 I guarantee this, you there'll be massive contortions. Yeah, I fully expect this to be incredibly difficult. I, I'm yeah. not expecting this to be a walk in the park. So the first, uh, the first hoop that I've had to jump through is that uh, when I went there originally, I asked them for the footage. They said, oh, we don't have it. We gave it to Keene Police. So I went to the Keene Police Department, and Keene Police said, oh, you can't file that here. You need to file it with – because I had this information request. There's the Coalition of New Hampshire Taxpayers that has used this information request several times very successfully, and they've made their own form up basically for it. So I printed that out, and I filled that out. And that's what I had, and the police department says, no, 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 you can't give that to us. You have to give it to the city clerk. So, so, so wait, I have to give it to the city clerk, and then they send it to you? So it's like this crazy bureaucratic uh, pass-the-buck thing. <laughs> but yeah. you have to jump through. <laughs> right, that's the way it works. So then I went to the city clerk's office, which was fine, because I actually didn't know the woman at the police office, but I know who the city clerk is, and I have uh, the assistant clerk, and I know I have a good rapport with him. So I went in, I handed it to him, and to his credit, he jumped on it pretty quickly. He sent me an email uh, that night to let me know that it was in you know process and that he would update me when he had more, and then during Pork Fest, he sent me another email to uh, basically say that, yeah, they can't help me uh, because apparently the police department is done with uh, with that footage and they've now given it back to the sheriff's office, the people that I originally thought I would be able to get it from. So today I went back to the sheriff's office and I gave them that very same form and so that's where it currently sits. <laughs> so it's coming up on two weeks since I first submitted – because I submitted the next day. Uh, afterwards, I submitted my first request the next day. So we'll yeah. see how long it actually uh, takes to get a response and what they say. I'll let you know. Let's go to you and your phone calls, 800-259-9231. And if I do my, get my hands on the footage, you damn well bet it's going up on YouTube. And we'll uh, push again to try to get some more attention on this story. Because maybe that's what the news media needs. They need something to look at, you know, something to, to point to and some video footage to show their, their viewers and such. Yeah. So let's go to Diana listening in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Diana. Yeah, hello? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just wanted, I wanted something to say about TSA, which I've been going around on other sites and listening to other people, too, and there's something that nobody seems to bring up. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But uh, basically, you know, every, every, everybody that goes through all this stuff, they check their diapers, all this crazy stuff. They check the little kids. Yep. And, you know, this day and age, we're in the electronic age. And, you know, uh, they have engineers and mechanics and all the people running the computer systems that run the airplane. And everybody's so concerned that the individual people are going to do something. But, you know, airplanes run on computers, and anybody can tap into the computer system. Mm. I mean, even the ones like the engineers and the mechanics, they, they're the ones that are in there in the system doing stuff to the airplanes. That's an interesting suggestion. So you're suggesting maybe like uh, like a terrorist hacker could hack into the computer guidance yeah, I mean, system. Every, lately, all I ever hear about is, oh, we got to be concerned for our safety because somebody's going to get on the airplane with something in their diaper, or some little kid's going to be carrying <laughs> mm-hmm. a bomb. Oh, you're right. You're, you're really touching on the reality. Somebody can get into the infrastructure because this is the electronic age. Somebody can get into the infrastructure of the That's airplane, get into the computers, and do something that way. 
Well, the, the, the terrorists are going to attack us wherever we're weak, and we can't possibly watch everything all the time. And, and this is, uh, that's why all of this is just security theater. They're, they're not going to go up to the places that are being watched. Hey, thanks for the call. Uh, it's an interesting suggestion. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Still time for you and your thoughts in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are next. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. Talk Live. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts if you dial in right now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online, of course, at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You can get yourself a Free Talk Live bumper sticker as well as uh, graphics and uh, we've got web banners and flyers. You can print out different ways for you to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. D- details on how to contact your local talk station about Free Talk Live, etc. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. We get, got rid of all of our Free Talk Live bumper stickers, by the way, at the Porcupine nice. Freedom Festival. Nice. Yeah, I placed an <laughs> order for some new ones from Liberty Stickers right before we went to Porkfest, though, so we're good. So if you send a, a self-addressed stamped, envel- uh, stamped envelope to the number or to the address at promote.freetalklive.com you will be returned a free talk live bumper sticker and maybe i'll throw an lrn.fm in there for you as well so again that's promote.freetalklive.com as we go to you and your thoughts kevin is in indy listening to wxnt hello kevin six years and 50 weeks that's when you'll have the video what? Oh, with the, with the, uh, with the, with the freedom, of, freedom of information request with the government. All right, let's start a betting pool. How long will it take? Yeah, it's a good six, question. I, I, I'm just seven years, so you've only got six years and 50 weeks to go, my man. I heard you. What else All did right, you want to share re- tonight? Okay, the reason I call is because July 4th is a really significant day to me. It's our Independence Day. It's the day that significantly John Adams and uh, Thomas Jefferson both, you know, constructors of the Declaration of Independence both passed away on that day. I thought that was always ironic. It was the great battle in, around the same time of Gettysburg, of course, and Lincoln's famous address. I just think it's just unbelievable that that day is so significant. And I also think we ought to take it as a day on July 4th where we should say, you know what, every year we need to think about this is the day that we get all get together and think about ending our tax structure as we have and maybe having a new Independence Day for and a new dawn. Individual independence. Absolutely. We need to, uh, you know, everything starts at the local level. I hear you guys every night talking about that. And, you know, violence did beget freedom and independence, and sometimes it takes no. violence. You know, I, I, no, I'm just saying, and, and you're, I know you guys don't advocate it, but you have to take everything back at the local level, and until you do that, um, you're never going to get anywhere. So I, if you have to get out and all vote, and but... Until people realize that. Well, you know, violence we, we, didn't beget. The only thing I disagree with you on so far is that violence begot freedom. It didn't. 
the, those well, people after that. They may have been, you know, a little more free in comparison to British rule, uh, but on the other hand, the violence created this violent system that we currently have today. You can't get to peace through violence. It's just not. It's just not possible. It doesn't work that way. But all that said, I agree with you that local change is the most viable change. I like to think of it as recursive secession. You know, secession is always good, and the further you go, the better, all the way down to the individual secession. Right. Individual freedom, individual liberty, secession, that's the way to do it. It would be great if New Hampshire seceded. It would be great if Keene seceded from New Hampshire. It would be great if... If enough if individuals, your house seceded. <laughs> right. If enough individuals just decide to secede and no yeah. longer participate in the violent system, then it's over. Then no amount yeah. of violence will be able to uh, to change that on the system's part. So I agree with indep- – I like the Independence Day. I'm glad that you even mentioned the name of it, by the way, Kevin, because one of my pet peeves on Independence Day is how many people call it the 4th of July. You ever Which, it's that? almost like it's a neutering oh, of it, what it yep. really means. It's a neutering to try and like – you know. To make, make it, it back, meaningless. Turn it into a barbecue yeah. with flags. <laughs> you notice that, Kevin? Turn it into a nationalist uh, holiday. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, people do not know their history, but, you know, if, if West Virginia can break away from Virginia, then I think anything's possible, don't you? Heck yeah, man. Anything else you want to share tonight? <laughs> uh, just, you know, we need to be grateful for what we have, but um, we're all paying way too much in taxes, and I, I really don't, I don't like the fact that I'm paying for 10 people or 10 families that do not work. And I'm out here killing myself. I heard you, I man. When, you yeah, know, hey, some people might people, say to you, Kevin, right. you know, Ken, if you don't like it, you can leave. What, what would you say to them? I would say, you know what? I'm the guy paying the bill, so shut up. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. By the way, Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact and has numerous safety features, including three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America and made for you. Ruger.com. That's Ruger.com and uh, your local gun dealer. 800-259-9231. So, uh, Dale, there were two things that uh, we were going to talk about that we haven't gotten a chance to yet, or we just haven't gotten so, around yeah. to it. Yep. One thing was you wanted to talk about talking yourself into the military. There was a guy yes. earlier who sounded like he was doing that. Yes, that's something I noticed myself doing, and that's what you you wanted my experience as a military person. And, I, and that, that occurred to me uh, as I thought about it a little more deeply, is that I remember talking myself into the military. And and the thing is, when you're in a, when you're in a desperate situation, you're just so much more likely to do that. It's like going to a salesman when you really, really need a car really badly, you know, and, and mm. that's a bad place to be buying a car from, <laughs> you know, because you're, you're going to buy something. Yeah. And then it's the same thing. This guy, is, uh, I think uh, this guy and, and a lot of young people, when they're in a desperate situation, they need a job really bad and, and, and they'll think about the military and, and they won't be they won't be honestly weighing the pros and cons because once you get in there, you're going to the, the cons are going to hit you in, in force. Like you're going to really see uh, all the cons and it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you, you know, I remember talking to people telling me that this is going to happen. It's going to be really horrible and all this. And uh, and they weren't exaggerating at all. In fact, I uh, I feel like I, I did. You, you know, the full weight of it didn't hit me until I get in there that they were that they were it was understated, if anything, the, mm-hmm. the things they were warning me about, about how 
I'd get jerked around and I'd be told boss, what told to, do to do one all way all the time. Well, told, well, I understand being told what to do. It's the military's your job, but but the, but the fact that you're working, that you're on, the, you're essentially sort of working for them all the time. They own you. They don't own you for forty hours a week like a it's typical, 24 typical hours employee. A day. They own you twenty four hours a day, and uh, and any time off you have, for instance, is totally at their discretion, uh, totally at their whim. Uh, there, there's a there's a ton of things. You'll be told to be to do something from one person and told someone that something else by someone else a little while later, and then you'll be punished by both of them for not obeying and 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 things like that. And and I was warned about all this. You know, I was warned. Uh, but more importantly, you know, they won't they don't tell you things like that. You're actually in for eight years, not mm-hmm. you know potentially if they want, because again they own you for eight years. Uh, and you're, you're subject to the military code of. Uh, uh, sorry, the, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, which most people, you should read that before you go in. <laughs> you are Again, they own you. You don't have any rights when you join. And there's just so much. And, 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 and when you're desperate, you will talk yourself into it. You will play down all the cons and you will play up all the pros. And then once you're in there, it's too late. And then you're in this battle to get out against all these um, roadblocks and barriers. One of the things the guys said at this military uh, member of former milita- meeting of former military members was that it wasn't all it was cracked up to be about all the money because some people believe they're going to get in and get their college paid for and that ends up not being the case because if you like get busted for one little joint or something like that if like something happens where you violate the uh, code of justice that that's usually enough reason for them to just say, yeah okay well you're not getting this you know, you're not yeah. getting the money. And oh, they try to do it to me because of the gate, because of for being gay. Mm-hmm. Like, like I got an honorable discharge, but they but they tried to make me pay back my enlistment bonus when they kicked me out. Like so, I had an enlistment bonus due to me, mm-hmm. and I and I got it, but then when I didn't fulfill my full six years that I had signed up for, because they kicked me out you for, for, for discrimination, uh, they tried to make me prorate it and pay it back, pay it back to but them. But you didn't. It went to Congress actually on, in a group settlement. Wow. There was this um, rights campaign uh, that uh, I wish I could remember the name right. I can't remember it right off the top of my head, but they fight for for gay rights in the military, mm-hmm. and uh, and they pushed pushed it all the way to Congress. And in a, in a group of about sixty of us that they the military tried to do this to, they 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 got Congress to 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 rule in our favor, and they had to give all that money back. They confiscated from me and could not make me pay the rest of it. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they they basically tried to, you know, I was so I was promised something coming in, then they kicked me out and tried to not pay me. But but you kind of lucked out because Congress I, on that one. I lucked. Well, yeah, I'm really lucky. Yeah. But but that's the type of thing that they are prone to do is just totally just break promises you. and they own you, so you can't do anything about it. And just it. look at how they treat the veterans, dude. I mean, what else do you need to see? Look at how the look yeah. at how the veterans are treated. The, Go to the a VA. VA hospital. Yeah. Go to a VA hospital and walk around and ask people how their treatment's going. Yeah. Especially people that are in really uh, have really difficult um, things and aren't just going in for a prescription or something like that. Uh, uh, go in and find out people who need surgery or are on a list for surgery or, the or how stories. their surgery go. You know, and, and I've heard them. I've heard the horror stories. I mean, I, and I mean, not just on the news, but I've, I've heard them from the people that have gone to these places. Yeah, it's just terrible. They don't care. about I can't you. tell you how many people when I'm in the, when I was in the, when I was on the submarine. I was on a submarine. I can't tell you uh, how common. I cannot convey how common the subject comes up of of you know people wanting out and and people making fun of the lifers they call them the people who uh, basically once you reenlist one time it's like you you get the label lifer oh, okay you've reenlisted and you might say you're going to get out after this enlistment term but no no you're a lifer now you're you're going to be in for your life well that's what our caller was saying earlier was that he was planning on making a career out of it 
And then there's the moral question. Beyond all the lies that they tell, there's the moral question of you're working for a criminal organization that kills people, yeah. innocent people around the Even world. Even if you're not doing it, you're indirectly supporting it. How will that make you feel? We'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.